Hi everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome to the AMM Torah Podcast. Before we get into this week's Dvar Torah, I just want to talk about the Summer of Subscribers project, which is starting up again uh, next week. Uh, this, thank God, is our seventh year of uh, Ancient Ideas for the Modern Mind of Amem Torah. And Baruch Hashem, it continues to grow uh, and get stronger every single year. And a few years ago, uh, we started this program, Summer of Subscribers, which every summer we give the opportunity to our readers, or in this case now, our listeners with our new podcast, to submit their own Divrei Torah. So from starting from next week, Parsha's Balak, and going through Parsha's Shoftim, you will have the opportunity to pick a week that you'd like to write a Divrei Torah for and submit that to us over here. Or, if you'd like, you could... Instead of writing a Dvar Torah, you could make an audio file, you can make a podcast, and we will email it out to the entire uh, AMM Torah list. We will post it on the AMM Torah blog. You have this opportunity to have your Dvar Torah heard by over 200 people. You can write it in someone's memory, in someone's honor, or it's just an opportunity to share your unique Torah thoughts with the world. If you're interested, please let us know any time between now and the week uh, that you'd like to write a Dvar Torah. Obviously, the earlier the better. The latest time to reserve a spot for that week is the Wednesday morning. Uh, again, the earlier the better, though. And again, if you want, you can just send in a written version. You can just send in the audio, audio version. If you do send in an audio version, uh, I prefer it be in an MP3 file, but uh, any type is okay. And don't worry about the editing, the formatting, the posting, any technical things that have to do with the podcast. We'll take care of all of that. We just want you to be able to write it to our Torah and send it in so we can share it with everybody. For more information, please email me, amemtorah at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, all submissions are subject to final approval by Torah. We hope that you all get involved. Uh, we would like to see uh, what style of Divrei Torah our readers and our listeners enjoy. And we also, the whole point of Amen Torah is to share Torah with everyone. And uh, the more people that join in, the more Torah we get to share. And of course, it's always great to have a little break over the summer. So, again, any more information, please email me, amemtorah.gmail.com, and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions. But in the meantime, let's get to this week's Dvar Torah for Parsha Chukas. So Parsha Sukkas is mostly known for the halachos of the Paraduma, the red heifer, uh, which uh, is how the Parsha begins, uh, which is how you get off the status of Tumas Mace, that uh, whenever they would find a Paraduma, they would burn it, and uh, they would use the ashes, they would sprinkle the ashes on someone who was Tumay from coming into contact with a dead body um, to bring him back to a state of Tara, of purity. But... Uh, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the deaths of Miriam and Aaron, which also appear in this week's Parsha. Miriam's first uh, is closer to the uh, beginning of the Parsha, and Aaron is closer to the end. And this was really big for B'nai Israel, um, because we really think of Moshe and Aaron, we re- excuse me, we really think of Miriam and Aaron as to what they did in the desert, um, which was already a lot, with Miriam leading the Shira by the arm for the for the women, Aaron being the Kohen Gadol, um, and bringing all the Karbanos. Um, but really, already from the time of Mitzrayim, 
Miriam and Aaron were a huge part of the lives of B'nai Israel, even before Moshe comes into the picture. Uh, Miriam, before Moshe is even alive, she acts as a midwife with her mother and saves Jewish babies from death. Aaron was the leader of B'nai Israel before Moshe came to Mitzrayim. Uh, we also know from Chazal that Aaron was someone who was Mavake Shalom. He would, he would go out of his way to bring uh, peace uh, between husband and wife, between friends, families, that was his uh, mida. that was his real uh, legacy. And with their passing, there is a huge hole left um, in B'nai Israel. And uh, when discussing Miriam's death, so Rashi quotes a Gemara in Moed Katan, Chav uh, which asks, and this is a question we get a lot of times uh, in Chazal, uh, what is the significance that the death of Miriam is placed in the Torah directly after the laws of Paraduma? We see this a lot uh, in Chazal, that since the Torah is not a history book, um, and it's not only just a book of laws, it's very, very calculated uh, in how it is written, because it comes directly from Hashem, and therefore everything has a reason. So a lot of times you'll see a question in Chazal, what's the significance of putting one topic next to another? And uh, that's the question here. Why do we have the death of Miriam uh, following the halachos of Paraduma? And the Gemara answers over there, that just like this paraduma uh, atones for the tumah of Bnei Israel, so too does the death of tzaddikim atone for the sins of the nation. And the Kliyakar says over there, in uh, Perik Chaf Pasuk Beis, he says over there that there are actually four instances where the Medrash uh, asks this question by the death of a tzaddik and connects it to the topic written next to it in the Torah. And he goes through each of these four instances, instances, and he explains how uh, these four things really represent what a tzaddik does for us in this world, and that's why they're written next to each other. I'm just going to quickly say the four times, and then we'll go into each one uh, individually. So the first one is that by the death of Nadav and Aviyu, uh, they're followed by the halachos of Yom Kippur. And the Medrash asks over there, what's the significance with the connection? We have over here is the second time with the death of Miriam uh, following the halachos of the Paraduma. Later on in this week's Parsha, we have the death of Aaron, followed by the uh, fact that the clothing of the Kohen Gadol act as a kapara for Bnei Israel in some instances. And the last time is in Sefer Dvarim, where Moshe uh, once again mentions the death of Aaron, and it is directly next to the story of the breaking of the luchos. So, what is it about uh, these four topics that they're written next to, what's the significance that they're written next to the death of these tzaddikim? So there's a Gemara in Brachos, on Daf Yud Zayin which says that the sustenance, the food for the entire world, is provided in the merit of tzaddikim. And as we said over here, by Paraduma, there's a Medrash, uh, why specifically was a para used in order to remove the Tumas Ames from Bnei Israel. And the Medrash says that since the Bnei Israel sinned with a calf by the Egal Zav, it is only right that the mother of the calf, the para, should come and clean up the mess of the calf. Now this is obviously a metaphor, but this is the connection between para, Duma and, Mir- para and, Duma, Duma and Miriam. Chazal teach us that the Be'er, the well that was followed the Bnei Israel through the desert, was provided by Hashem in the schus of Miriam, in the merit of Miriam. 
So when you combine that with the fact that as a tzaddikas, as a righteous person, she also helped provide food for B'nai Israel, she is the person who provided food and water for the entire nation. She is the mother of the nation, providing them with everything they need to survive. So that's why uh, those two, uh, the death of Miriam and the halachas of Paraduma, are written together. The next one is that uh, you can argue that the most important function of a tzaddik is to show us the proper path to Avodah Hashem and how to do the mitzvahs. And when you lose that, when you lose that guidance, you lose Torah. You lose a part of the Torah. And that's similar to the breaking of the Luchos, where we lost an element of Torah that we actually never got back. And it's the same thing with the tzaddik, that even if another tzaddik takes his place, each tzaddik, each person provides us with something different that you can't get back after they're gone. So that's the connection between uh, the breaking of the Luchos and the death of a tzaddik. In addition to that, uh, the schos of a tzaddik, the merit of a tzaddik, acts as a shield for the nation, protecting us and masking us from all harm, similar to the way clothing protects and masks, masks the body. Uh, in fact, in this week's Parsha, we see, uh, again, Chazal teach us that the Anani Akavo, the protective clouds that surrounded the camp of Bnei Israel, uh, were in the schos of Aaron. And immediately after his passing, we see that Bnei Israel were attacked. And Chazal explained because the Anani Akavo disappeared, and all of a sudden Bnei Israel were visible. Their protection was gone, their shield was gone. So the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, which in certain instances acted as a kapara for the Bnei Israel, we see that uh, it is also similar to the death of a tzaddik. And lastly, we see these three things. With Miriam, we see the well-being of Bnei Israel was affected by her death. And by Aaron, we see that the uh, safety of Bnei Israel and the educational and spiritual growth of Bnei Israel was affected by his death. So when a tzaddik is removed from this world, when a tzaddik dies, that is a tremendous loss in all areas of life for the nation, which in and of itself becomes a kapara. The fact that we lose so much of that uh, at one time acts as a kapara for Bnei Israel even with nothing else attached to it. It's not like we need to do anything to get that kapara. Simply the fact that the tzaddik was here and he provided us with everything that was, came with him, and now that's gone, that loss itself, because it's such a big loss, is a kapara for Bnei Israel. And that's the same thing with Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur comes without us doing anything. It's a day on the calendar which comes every single year, even with with nothing else happening. And automatically, it's an opportunity for us to seek atonement for our sins, to get a kapara. Regardless of whatever circumstances are happening in our lives or are happening in the world, Yom Kippur will come and provide us with an opportunity to make things right. It will provide us automatically with an opportunity to have a kapara. And there we see how the four instances, uh, these four ideas connect to the death of a tzaddik. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, you can email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter includes the written version of the Stvar Torah, as well as an MP3 download of this podcast. You can also get this podcast by going to iTunes and searching the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. 
The podcast can also be downloaded from my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where you can also learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. The written version of this Dvar Torah is available at oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com. That's where the Ancient Ideas for the Modern Mind blog is hosted. Please check out the Nation's Wisdom Project by going to nationswisdom.blogspot.com. And you could also find us on all of our various social media pages, facebook.com slash amemtorah, and Twitter at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, have a great job.